Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey everyone, it is the Redman Redman Puck fucking hell. <laughs> Running issues. Wow, incredible, incredible. 11 years, everyone. Um, I'm Paul Mitchell, Sam Walker, and Chris Page joined <laughs> me for what has been a stellar start to the podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about the brilliance of Mohamed Salah. Uh, we're going to be taking a couple of kickoff questions, one of them pertaining to that, and one of them talking about James Milner. Um, we're talking about how the season's going so far. Uh, and I, uh, how it hasn't quite been the car crash that was predicted by some. Uh, a little look back at the weekend and a little look ahead as well. Um, mainly just a chance to just talk about Man City and what's going on there, which is uh, really fun. I'll be perfectly honest at the moment. Um, as ever, we are live uh, with the podcast, so if you're watching us live, uh, you can join us in in the comments section. If you've got anything you want to discuss around the things that we discussed, then please do. If you've got any questions for us, we'll get to them a bit later on. Um, but yeah, don't forget the podcast is always live on a Tuesday morning, so if you want to join in, then you're more than welcome to. Uh, Guy Curtis Beggs uh, asks us the first kickoff question. Is F- FSG with a g- I'm having a real struggle talking this morning. I don't know what this is all about. Um, if FSG were to give Mo Salah a contract worth 500k per week, could that be a possible changing of the status quo, allowing us to accommodate the wages and therefore the potential signing of the likes of Haaland and Mbappe? Or would Mo just be the exception to the rule? Um, I think it definitely opens that up as a possibility, doesn't it? Now, I don't know that it makes it any more likely that Liverpool will buy another. I think it probably makes it slightly less likely that we would add another really good forward because effectively you're doubling Mo's wages which is like having two of our top bracket players if we went to 500k which no one's saying we necessarily are by the way for me I think that Mo Salah has proved to me I don't know how you guys think about this we spoke loads on these shows about hypotheticals and you know we might sell Salah and we'll get Mbappe or we'll get Haaland and I've just kind of realised that Mo Salah is like in that same ilk of, of how he looks after himself as you know your you, you Ronaldo's and your Ibrahimovic's you've got to put him in there I think as well about he is, he is an elite player who you know he's got Homer Simpson handprints muscles that <laughs> I didn't even know existed yeah. under his arms where I've just got we like, all had a biology fresh, lesson this weekend you know weekend, what I mean like, what was yeah. that about yeah. like he's a machine he lives so clean he's a perfect example of a footballer like He's a perfect example of a man. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, he's a superb human being, father, husband, everything, isn't he? So I think to to answer the question, I think he's probably the exception. But if we're going to give him 500 grand a week, I don't think it would be to open up the possibilities in the future. It's just because we want to give Mo Salah um, what he deserves or what we feel he deserves to stay at this club and be 
what Cristiano is when he's 36. And I think he can be if he wants to be. So I don't think it's really as black and white as the question sort of could suggest. I just yeah. think Salah is just a machine getting better. Yeah, I think it, 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 it potentially could. We've also seen this happen where Liverpool have players on top wages and then what you need to do is go and have a reset down the line, which is, of course, it's not a guarantee that because you've got that bracket that you need to fill that bracket, but it does add to that possibility. I mean, look, in, 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 uh, to follow on from Sam's point, really, Chris, what we should be focusing on is making sure Mo Salah's here for another four years because I can't see how he's going to be a worse footballer in four years' time. No, he's getting better every season. As far as I see, he's definitely improved over the last year from where he was. Um, he's more impactful than he was. Uh, he's more involved in the play. He's tracking back more, I think, than he was. Um, and I wasn't one of these lads who thought he didn't track back either. Um, I've just been so impressed with him. It's almost like Mbappe's not better than Mo Salah. No. Haaland's not better than Mo Salah. So, why are we talking about him? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just agent. That's yeah. the only reason. Age, got. age is it. And yeah. I'm like you, I think he can go five years. If Lionel Messi didn't exist, because I think it was like Amazon put a tweet out yesterday saying he's got more um, goal contributions since joining Liverpool than Neymar's had mm-hmm. in, in that time. And everyone de facto says that Neymar's the third best player on the planet. Is it not just Salah? And that's my thing about that. If Messi doesn't exist, you you be you, if, and because they're freaks, him and Ronaldo have been freaks for the longest of times. You would be like, you would never even consider a world where you didn't want Mo Salah to be at your club forever. It's mad how that like there's there's a weird, I don't know, disconnect almost there. Like Messi at Barcelona, you don't you do everything in your power to make sure that he doesn't leave because why would you want him to leave? Because you're not going to buy anyone who's as good. You definitely not. You can't buy anyone who's better. The only, the only pro, like the only, the flip side to all of this is, and and, and Sam's absolutely spot on. It's age. It's. I've just said then that he's Mo Salah's better than Haaland. He's better than Mbappe. But in three years' time, will he be? Mm. And that's the question. Um, and my guess is probably not. He'd probably be very close to them, but they might be better players in three, four years' time. Yeah. And that's that's it, isn't it? For me. What you've got, and it's really sad that we have to, or I have to talk like this. It everything else. If you want to increase someone's wages, everything else has got to increase as well. Yeah. The commercial side of things has got to increase. The stadium size has got to increase because, as it currently stands on our model, you can't really do it. Yeah. With just paying him now without increasing everything else, and that's the mm-hmm. plan. Remember as mm-hmm. well, you know, yeah. and and and. Liverpool aren't going to go, nah, let's just leave the commercial deals here, we're fine. That's not what happens in capitalist society. It's just more, 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 more. And as you're a football club spending more, 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 as Amy Winehouse knows, um, <laughs> well. um, you're going to need to spend more money. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. That's what you're going to have to do. And if we do want to compete long term, and let's say FSG just want to sell the football club, mm. well, the best way to sell the football club and make the most money is to pay better players, to keep the better players here, to win more trophies and sell. Well, so look, it's it's speculating to accumulate, isn't it? Yeah, and either way, it's about their their, their whole business model. It's, it's set around the value of their entire portfolio. Yeah. So they need Liverpool to be to be worth more money, and to be that, you do you know you have to maintain at the very least. And, why, and, and Liverpool are worth as much as they are because of Mo Salah yeah. being at the football exactly. club, by the way, uh, as yeah, well. Yeah. And I think with with Salah. There's only one thing really missing from Salah's sort of you know collection of, of honours and things like that, and that's that that sort of Ballon d'Or, a European Player of the Year. Although yeah. I'm not sure after seeing Jorginho win it, it means that much. But I think the Ballon d'Or does. 
I think Ramos potentially put a stop to that. You know, fair play to him because he won the European Cup that year. But Liverpool win the European Cup. I think Salah does win the Ballon d'Or because just how impactful he was for yeah. us. But looking at the way the season's shaping up now, I don't think Ronaldo wins it at Manu, even if he scores 30 goals. I just don't think Manu will achieve that status. I'm not sure Messi will at PSG. Mm-hmm. And I think he might win it this year for his exploits at the Copa America. But... There's an opportunity now for Salah to just romp this season, win one of the two major honours, maybe even the European Cup, because I think that's what you've got to do, and then win the Ballon d'Or. And that is the icing on the cake for him and Liverpool, because for us to push the echelons higher, like you said, we're going to get the stadium, we've got the revenue, we've got the Nike deal. It's to have a real best player in the world. And obviously Van Dijk didn't quite get that, did he? But I think Salah's got that opportunity yeah. now to take that this year. And I think there's something to that. You know, we were talking on the final word show, which is streaming on the redmentv.com, by the way, if you want to go and watch that, um, about him making sure you're making headlines as well. And the, the, the taking his chairs off thing and giving us all the biology lesson. <laughs> it's, in a way, you know, it's a very, you know, he, he does it himself. You know, it, it was pointed out, wasn't it? He's, he's like three yellow cards and all for taking yeah. his top off. But he becomes the, the photo you know, he he, and, and and it's a popularity contest winning these things a lot of the time. You know, you've got to be in the public eye, and you've got to make sure you're at the forefront of everyone's minds when it comes to voting time and Salah being that. I, okay, it's a, it's a, for me. And having looked at the goal, the goal return because we did a feature on the Reds News Roundup show last week or the week before when we looked at the you know the hundred club and the players that are in there, and the only there's there's. And that's why I think him being in like the fifth, is it the fourth or fifth fastest to 100 fifth, yeah. goals is mass is more important than just being in the 100 club because mm-hmm. there's lots of players who are in the 100 club like who've scored more goals than him, but they've played six times. And like Lampard's played like 660 something games and has scored 200 something, and 270 just, goals. Just to caveat that, just one very small point is that the only reason why Salah's below Henri is because he played 13 games for Chelsea. I think if he scores against Brentford, there'll be 100 league goals for Liverpool yeah. in less games than Henri did for Arsenal. So that. That weird period there actually has knocked him down a place. We would be even higher. Yeah, and and the thing of it is that that list becomes a list of the greatest of the greatest players to play the game in the Premier League, and that's where Liverpool have got a, a, a shit or get off the pot kind of situation with that. Is because look, you can sell him and you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a load of money for him, or you tie him down and you get not only do you get the best one of the best players on the planet and possibly the best player in the league, which we can have a little chat about. Um, you then also you then also you're setting your place at the top of the food chain as well, mm. because and this is the that's the next that's your point a bit a bit I guess Chris is what happens next? Do you have to go back to eighty thousand pound a week and then you're building them up? You, you know because there's definitely a merit to to doing that to having like the um, the bonus structure again because that's how Liverpool constructed where they are. But there's also something to be able to turn around and go and it wasn't a one off. We're not a flash in the pan. The clubs have this, you know. For Matt Letizia, he's on a hundred goals, and he was Southampton's biggest player. And when he's gone, he's gone, and that Southampton star gone for the for, for the time being. It means that Liverpool have got that situation where, and like Man United, have been doing this. Okay, cool. Well, whatever. Who's around? Well, we can pay you what you want, mm-hmm. and we'll just continue the. And that's the, and that's the idea, isn't it? But it's all part of the business plan. It's it's not as simple as we're just going to do it today. Yeah. It's all in the planning for a year, two years, etc., etc., to understand the finances of the football club and whatnot. The fact of the matter is, you know, I believe Salah is one of the best players in the world. Um, I believe he is the best player in the Premier League, and we'll come on to that later on in the show, of course. And I believe he's worth the money, and I, I believe he he's going to fire us to trophies. Yeah. Therefore, he's worth the money. Yeah. 
It might again. It's like anything you say. You know, it's it's what else he's bringing to Liverpool. And we were joking about it on the final word about how like he's just playing like the complete footballer now. And he's going, well, if, if you want me to justify what more I, I do, well, I'm just I'm gonna go in this team of we've no individual standout star. We've got some really good players, but I'm 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 gonna actually make sure that I am even in that environment the be- the clear best player so that no one's got any complaints about what happens yeah. when I get paid more money than, than everyone else I think I yeah, think the players well. as well um, understand that now because I'd, I'd probably say over the last few years there's been a bit of an argument you know I've been a Mane fan for a year and then I've been a Salah fan the year before I think now the players all know in terms of the forward line anyway that Salah's the man yeah. I think Mane probably knows that now Salah knows that there's not that strange little underlying comp Competitiveness. I think Salah knowing it's important there. though because yeah. it means that Salah doesn't have a he's not got a chip on his shoulder yeah. because and I think we've seen a more magnanimous Salah as a result. I think he's laying people in and look, he gets yeah. loads of assists by the way. So again, this is a bit of a, a bit of a cheap narrative to be like, well, he's dead selfish and blah blah because mm-hmm. he also gets like ten assists a season as well. But he it feels that way. He feels like he's playing in more for the team as well and also getting his just desserts in terms of what he wants from it. Yeah, hundred percent. He, he's playing like a captain, isn't he? Yeah, it's the first mm-hmm. time actually felt like Salah he doesn't lose the ball like the last few years he's lost the ball here and there he just doesn't lose it now he plays the right pass holds it up some of the touches he plays off the long balls where he's got his back to the ball it's he's a point just, it's a point we never picked up on the final word show but Mane is normally the out ball from the goal kicks because he's really good in the air but that particularly on the weekend Chris we used Salah, Salah so does, much Salah does this mad little touch where it, the ball's behind him and he flicks it forwards in front of him and stuff and then he, he's straight on at the defender and I, I, I've not really considered it Sam about him not losing the ball but when he does it's now a throw into us or a corner yeah. to us like that's the positions that he seems to get himself in like yeah you're right he, he, he very rarely loses the ball now it's interesting rather than us jump back to Salah just do it do we, do we believe that he's the best player in the Premier League Personally, I think he's the best forward in the Premier League. I think Virgil van Dijk is now the best player in the world. Uh, I think Messi, yeah, but I think he, now he's moved to Paris. I think there's there's questions there now until he until he just throw, which he will. He'll throw that form into them and they'll be ridiculous at some point. Mm-hmm. But Virg, look, he's walked back into the team this season with half a knee and one <laughs> other good knee. He's, he's all over the place and he's just on another planet to any other defender. I mean, Chelsea have to play three at the back and two DMs to match that. We've got <laughs> our full-backs are 20 yards further forward again, yeah. you know, and we're still conceding less goals apart from than Chelsea and City. And it's... Thiago and Hendo doing step-overs in the opposition it's, box. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous how... I just think Verge is just on another platform to any other defender and I think his impact in our team allows Salah to be great as well. Yeah. And so my personal choice is, I think Verge is the best player in the league. But if we're talking forward, anybody apart from Verge or forwards, Salah's out there on his own. De Bruyne, great player, but Salah's stayed fit and consistently delivered. He's in a little bit in and out, hasn't he? I, the Verge stuff's interesting because I did a, a recording with James Allcott's channel for his, his Dream Teams show, which are going out at some point in the, in, in the future. But I said that about Verge. I said, it's because we feel like the best player in the world has to be a forward yeah. because we've been like conditioned to, to think that we don't we don't it's almost like you go Virgil van Dijk's the best player in the world and you go oh, but like but but he is what <laughs> really, does he do wrong he's six foot four he's lightning quick he can score he can head he can pass the ball anywhere on the pitch you know yet he can't dribble the way that Messi can do but Messi can't do the, the thing there's yeah. things that Virgil can do that Messi can't do so uh, yeah, go on, Chris. Salah. 
I think he's the best player in the league. I get every point that Sam's made, but I'm not sure if you lose our front three, whether we're finishing third in the league. And that's the and, and yeah. we've not seen this team without Mo. Yeah. And my my guess is that it's it's not great. To be honest with you, I don't think we could afford to lose as many forwards as we lost defenders mm-hmm. and still compete at the top end of the league. Yeah. And I think Salah and everyone else masked that injury just as much as the mm-hmm. centre-backs who came in. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think he's more impactful. I think you take Salah out even, and I'm not sure we're in a title challenge. Mm-hmm. And that's probably... And I do believe that if you'd have taken Virgil out last season and that was the only injury, I think we'd still have been mm-hmm. in a title challenge. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point. Yeah, no, I, I, I suppose it, the, the, it'd be interesting to see if we just lost Salah, what it would look like um, if we had sort of Mane, Jota, and Firmino hypothetically available for most games. Whether that would be enough? It, it's the fear it, factor. It's, it is. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I don't think you can argue with either. To be honest, I think it's personal preference. Yeah. Mm. And and sometimes you know we probably sat here after Christmas and I'll go, nah, lad, Salah scored forty. I was chatting shit. It's Van Dijk. Yeah. It's Salah. It's not Van Dijk. But yeah. right now, that's equally mine. we might have only yeah. still conceded one goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we saying Allison is clearly the best player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and he might be, you know. Well, to, to the point, you know, we took between five and seven goals out of the team from a centre-half last season in Virgil van Dijk and all the aura and all the bits and pieces you know it, it, we don't, what we don't know is, is like those game, that run of losing six games in Anfield would we have lost them if Virgil yeah. van Dijk was in, was in the team because Salah was in the team yeah, um, and he had a little, he had a little struggle at times at points of that. Yeah, you know, it's but it, what a great conversation to have. Yeah, yeah. Like, Which one of our, yeah, the best player in the league, either Virgil van Dijk or Mo, Mo Salah. I'm sure. What I will say, and, and what I will say is, I think the difference between Virgil and the number two centre back is much bigger than the difference between yeah. Mo and the mm. number two forward player. Yeah, I think that there is a huge gulf in class between Virgil and pretty much everybody else. And it's also one. We're saying that Rudiger's the best centre half in the league now. It's interesting. Yeah, right. Well, no, but again, it, people do that, and this is why you end up into these pointless, tribalistic, banterous arguments on stuff because you only really watch your football team. Um, but I also, we've got enough backing that this side and what they've won as well adds mm-hmm. up to it. Because again, from doing the dream teams thing and picking like my some of my favourite players over the years, and with a large Liverpool sort of lean towards it, of course. This 18, 2018 to present day Liverpool has ruined them for me. It's made all my picks so boring because in years gone by, I'd have like I had loads of these heroes. You know, I thought they were brilliant. I thought Sammy Hippie was just incredible. It's, it's just not by the comparison levels, yeah. to like he's probably not as good as Matip. You know what I mean? Like that's the reality of the of the of the situation. Or maybe maybe as good on their absolute absolute prime. But he's not as good as Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah. Your, your, your top eleven Liverpool players of all time is pretty much the league and European Cup winning team. Yeah. Exactly. With Kenny yeah. and Stevie thrown in, yeah. and that's about it. Maybe Suarez, if you want to be harsh yeah. on Firmino. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. You know, you, you're making cases. There's a couple of there's the outstanding individuals of those times. And then you put a bit of nostalgia in there, but yeah. by and large, you're hard pressed not to pick the Liverpool side of late because we've we've never had this many of the this many world class players in one side. We've never not just that we've never had this many players who were the best in their position in world football as well. Because whether you think Virgil's the best player in the world, he's definitely the best centre half in the world. Well, I, I also Trent's definitely. I think I think we've, I think we've got six. 
players yeah, who are the best yeah. in their position. And then the there's world. arguments for the jobs that Thiago and Hendo are in there as well, because mm. I wouldn't swap Hendo for anyone in the world for, for, for our job and our team and our leadership package. The, the thing is, in the Premier League as well, I would only pick one player from every single player available in the Premier League to come into our starting eleven, and it would be, I'd probably have to get Ronaldo, Kane, maybe Lukaku, probably not Lukaku, Ronaldo or Kane and flip a coin, because... That centre forward role is the only questionable thing. I wouldn't swap anyone for Mane and the rest of the squad, the rest of its first team. Not one You're player would come into our team. Small percentage, very, very small. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're swapping anyone for anyone at, at this point, no, it's interesting. Really good stuff. Uh, good question. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, very good question. Thanks, <laughs> and that is the podcast. <laughs> um, Andrew WJB uh, says, uh, "Would you rather complete a lactate test strapped into a harness attached to James Milner, or try to run down a narrow alley, a bit like our left wing with James Milner?" with stopping you basically which Wilfred Zaha do you want to be <laughs> um, great question I, I, I yeah, yeah I, I think that's a hell of a game that it was um, it was called Gauntlet in Gladiators wasn't it in the, in, from ITV Fest where you, you had to go from one end to the yeah. other and you had to get past the string of Gladiators getting pa- down like an, an, an alley gate like side alley that leads to that main alley behind terraced houses. If you know, if you're any middle class, you probably won't know what that is. But yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know, and they're all locked now. So if you didn't get to smoke in them when you were in your teenage years, you've probably never seen one. Um, but yeah, you're talking three feet wide, maybe. And trying to get past James Milner, the only way I think you're ever getting past him is to somehow convince him to duck slightly, and then you maybe you're like leapfrogging him. But that's, a, that's yeah, about you're it. gonna. I think you're gonna have to go with the bull rush. To be honest with you, yeah. just go low, and 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 just keep those legs driving. You yeah. know what I mean? But <laughs> I can't imagine it's gonna work. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, it's it's what would you rather do? I suppose in it, but you know, having spent years doing the tunnel of death after sh- heads and volleys and that and shooties, I, I, I'd rather go with that one. I'm not, I'm not getting strapped to James Milner for think, 45 miles running at like 100 miles. No, thank you. Mate, I'll just take the kick. I'm, go, I'm, yeah. I'm going the harness. Oh, yeah. And I'm going <laughs> nose to nose on it as well. Can we video I it? Wanna, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I think it'll be dead fun. Just strap in and him have to carry me for 45 miles or whatever it is. Like, a ba- like when you've got a baby on your chest. <laughs> in one of those, that's what I want. One of those big baby hands. That's not hard for you then though, is it? No, it's not hard you, for me it? at all. That's I would it. be quite funny though seeing me <laughs> being, the, being the big spoon <laughs> to James Miller. I've heard that both of you should always still complete Well, he'd have to pivot like quite far over. more fun than going in an alleyway with him, to be honest. <laughs> be, I'd be like his, like his exosuit, like an alien's. <laughs> yeah. He'd like, he'd lean back and I'd go, ah, and then he'd be, and he'd be like, that'd be weird. Yeah. Um, yeah I, like one of those, uh, one of those, War machines from Avatar or something yeah. like he's just sat in the middle. How long just there with these massive guns? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How long do you think you'd last on the uh, strap to him though? Hardest? How, how long? It's do you not think me. You do I want to. This is the no, true lactate test. You. If he can carry me <laughs> and do a lactate test and he does that and still beats everyone in the Liverpool squad, he's playing till he's seventy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, the alley thing's just good for as long as it ends with a handshake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I'm not getting past him. There's just no no chance, James Mill. I'm not and not without some form of injury to me I'm, oh I'm retiring from that and probably not gracefully you'd have to do the Ronaldo at the weekend where you just go down before you even get kicked just and then take the kick on the way down that's the only way you're going to get away with that yeah yeah, definitely uh, how, with what lactate test would you take um, 
Yeah. Uh, which Wilfred Zahar would you want to be? Let us know in the in the, in the comments. <laughs> uh, right, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about the season so far. Uh, the weekend just gone on the weekend looming. After this very short break, I spoke to athletic journalist James Pierce last week to get some extra insight into the stories in and around Liverpool Football Club. Uh, that show is every week on the RedmanTV.com, but here's a clip from that. The prognosis seemed positive. I think that was the, the, the general takeaway from what Liverpool are putting out there. Yeah, I, I, that's that's certainly been backed up by the people I've spoken to. That the surgery went well, um, and that that now it's you know all steam ahead in terms of what will be a you know a long rehab. But you know I think the fact that Liverpool in their statement said that there was a confidence that he would play again this season is a is a really promising sign, and I, and I think that will really kind of energise Harvey as well in terms of his rehab, knowing that. You know this season is far from over for him. Um, you know it's, it's you know, a horrible injury. You know you only have to see the reaction of the players on the field to see how much it affected them. But um, you know, thankfully, we've seen before players come back. You know, you think of Andre Gomez, what he went through when he was back within four months. Now I think that's probably you know at one end of the spectrum. This this may take a bit longer, but um, you know, hopefully, hopefully not too much longer. And you know, I think also the fact that he's so young and. And the way that anyone who knows Harvey Elliott, you know, the way he goes about his business and, you know, just, you know, how much it means to him. He, you can guarantee he will be doing everything he possibly can to uh, to get himself back out there. So, yeah, hopefully and you know, probably maybe, you know, March April time, we'll, we'll see him back in a Liverpool shirt. Yes, uh, we've been doing transfer insights uh, over the summer, but we've got some journalistic insight coming each and every week on the RedmenTV.com. So if you want to go behind the scenes and find out more and sort of yeah get behind the stories, as it were, uh, then yeah, make sure you sign up on the RedmenTV.com. We've got loads of amazing features. We've got bonus Redmen shows uh, that are a lot like this uh, around the league podcast and Reds News Roundup as well midweek, but also yeah the final way show and that and of course a whole amazing section uh, filled with documentaries and features and hopefully we've got some uh, amazing interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks as well but some to come on that so make sure you follow our socials uh, yes Chris Pajak mm. um, I asked Tom pre- pre- I was writing the agenda I was like what are we talking about to the event can we? Can you talk about like how uh, everyone's heads fell off and everyone felt it was going to be really terrible and it's actually been alright glorious yeah yeah so yes. I thought yeah let's let, let's talk about that now you look, uh, we're in a situation where you don't want you don't want to feel like he jinxed anything or whatever, of course, because we are very superstitious people as as people and as football fans. But yeah, it, Liverpool have come back, and I'm so pleased to say this as well. They've come back exactly how I expected them to come back. Um, so there's an, there's almost an added satisfaction in some regards to that as well. Yeah, I think I, I think I said it, and I think a lot of people said it last season. People got bored of understanding and saying the reasons that Liverpool were crap or the reasons why Liverpool were crap the injuries the no fans thing and all that type of stuff and after a few months everyone just got bored of that and wanted to move on Yeah, but it didn't stop it being true mm-hmm. at any point and right now we're seeing that, that that everyone was right and that everyone was wrong to forget that they were right in the first <laughs> place and, and that's it isn't it I mean you know what I was interested to see this week, and we've not talk, talked about this anywhere actually, is how going from a big European Cup atmosphere to a Premier League atmosphere was going to affect them. And there's two ways you can do it. it you know, Crystal Palace could have been a bit of a downer, but then I was thinking actually, you'd probably just made up to still be playing in front of fans, whatever the atmosphere yeah, is. Yeah. And the atmosphere was good enough that it that it made a difference. I yeah. feel at the weekend, 
Couple that with the fact that everybody pretty much that you want is fit. We can still put out a first 11 that's very, very good. And you've got a great Liverpool side. And I think a lot of it is down to the transfer window and how people feel coming out of the transfer window. I, I don't think... and I, Listen, I'm very much not on the FSG outside of things. So if you are and you're watching this, correct me if I'm wrong here. But I don't think anybody on the FSG outside thought we had a bad side. Mm-hmm. I, thought they, I thought they thought... They weren't backed enough and that they wanted extra players. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who were not FSG out, and I'm not I'm I'm purposefully not saying FSG in because I don't think it exists. Yeah. <laughs> the the people who weren't FSG out also thought we needed depth. And actually the entire fan base realised that Liverpool have got a great side. It's just we differed on opinion of could Liverpool, should Liverpool have done it? And actually, we didn't even differ on opinion. We all thought Liverpool should have gone into the market. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, Liverpool have got, I believe, the best first eleven when everyone's fit in the Premier League. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that now. And we're now enjoying our football because there's no worry over the transfer window. There's nothing that can be done now. The, so everyone's just enjoying the footy again. I think seeing Divock Origi having a positive impact on the team made a big difference to the psychology as well last last week you know and in fact we've now faced our first test of two games a week and we've come through particularly you know it gets forgotten because we've been so good for a couple of years that the european hangover is meant to be a thing like it's you're meant to drop points in the league you either you one of your two is meant to suffer and look it's only the first go with it mm. so there's, there'll be time we'll draw a game yeah. we will draw we'll probably draw a Champions League game and maybe we'll draw a league game off the back at some point in the coming in the coming months but I think a couple of those things I think particularly the Divock stuff the guy who was literally held up as the poster child for everything that's wrong with Liverpool's squad and recruitment came in and showed that you can he's good. Yeah. And so if he's the worst player in Liverpool's squad, then maybe Liverpool have got a squad that's capable, uh, you know, at the very least. Yeah, I, I, what's, what's really funny about our squad is we've actually got the biggest squad of the top four rivals, right? The biggest squad numbers-wise. It's just certain players, and I'm probably guilty of it at times, well, are just considered not, they don't count. Like, Origi doesn't count, he's crap. Yeah. Um, Defence, midfield, goalkeeper, you know, didn't really matter too much about the goalkeeper. Defence and midfield, we've got the biggest numbers and the biggest depth and quality out of all the teams. Mm-hmm. It's just up front. But, you know, I like to use the analogy an analogy similar to like you do here, Paul, but if, if you've already bought a house and you're in a position where you're going to buy a new house, you don't just go on the market and go, all right, I need something with um, a bit more room in the garden. Um, that'll do, right? You know, I'm going to invest a lot of money in that and then you're stuck with it. Liverpool approach it in the same way we do when we're buying an asset that means a lot to us. They make sure they get the right thing at the right price that's valuable to them. And that's what we will continue to do. We went absolutely berserk when we didn't sign a centre-half. We got the guy in January. We probably should have won the European Cup that year for whatever reason, it didn't work out. But in terms of coming back to what you are saying about the players coming in, when, when you've got a crowd and you're able to dip in players like Ox, Origi, Minamino, you know, who, who came in the other day, Simakas, Milner, right back, and you've got nine other or seven other really, really good players in the spine of the team, it doesn't make a difference. And that's what we did in 2018, 19, and 1920. Yeah. We're back to that now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly that. And it, it's um, the thing that I think that typifies the season and, 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 and the focus and what we're. Uh, the attitudes towards things, I think, where we found we found the the online thing a bit baffling at times. And to, to your point, Chris, I think is absolutely spot on. There's not a Liverpool fan who doesn't want Liverpool to have more good players. Who, who would want Liverpool to have less good players? <laughs> Stupid. Just like it's one of the most maddest uh, assumptions ever. Um, 
the the chant the Reds have got no money, but we'll still win the, win the league. I was trying to explain this post match of how it's a gallows humour, but that's the point: is that you don't cry ass about it. You, you know, there's some stuff that you just have to get on with. When it becomes so terribly bad, no no group of people will go to the barricades quicker and more firmly and more fervently than scousers. If something needs doing, we'll go and do it and we'll go and get it done. But there are things in like life's a shit house as well. So there are things that you just you, you do have to just kind of grit your teeth and get on with. And Liverpool will be in a situation where, let's be honest, we've got the best team, the best squad we've ever had, the best manager, the best players, all those things that go around it, all the best culture and all that. To to approach this with like by making a song about it and laughing about it, it was like when we had Hodgson in charge. And instead of going, booing Roy Hodgson and saying Hodgson out and making <clears> placards <throat> and banners and being being knobs about it, we sang Hodgson for England and we made a joke and we made a joke of it because we made t-shirts. We made literally made t-shirts about it, like you mean, yeah, I wore them on the show. Um, we made more deciding Roy Hodgson's future with Mortal Kombat two videos. We did, um, but that was the that's the point about it is like there are, there are certain things that are within your scope scope of influence. I, I just love it. It's the best chance ever. It's incredibly catchy. Your kids are singing it apropos nothing. Um, but I think it sums up the whole attitude towards towards how we deal with these kind of situations. Well, and that's it, isn't it? I mean, ultimately, and you know, I think I think for me, and I've always said this, it's it's about supporting the team, and that's how you show support for the team, isn't it? Like you know what I mean? And you, what would that do? And I, I try to sort of think about this is like. I was sort of looking down at Jürgen as we were singing it, thinking, I wonder what they think of this. Yeah. He loves it. I bet I, I he bet loves it. I bet he loves it. it. I bet he's like, there's the difference. There's the fucking difference between them and every other football club in the world. Yeah. Right there, yeah. in the ground. Mane came out um, and spoke recently about, you know, the love that he gets from the ground. Gini Wijnaldum came out after he left the football club and, and talked about the love that he felt in the ground as opposed to what happened online and on socials and stuff like Salah that. Salah did it this week. Salah well. did it this week as well. And that's the that's that's what really matters to them. That's how you take the sort of, you know, the temperature of the fan base mm-hmm. is what's happening in the ground. Yeah. And if the ground turns, you've got a problem, but the ground hasn't turned at all. It's nowhere near turned. In fact, we're enjoying it at the moment more than ever. But also, it's a, it's a, it's a funny acknowledgement of the situation, is that it's also it's a message in the right way to the, to the owners and stuff, saying, we see you. You know what I mean? We, we see you and we see what you're doing and we're not... We're not, we're not going to kick off about it or anything we're going to make a laugh of it and joke of it and we're going to support this for now but it do, it's not like a there's a blind eye turn to to the to the to the lower level let's say of investments on the playing field that's been in, in recent years but again it sums it up for me because you're dead right you've got it we, we it shouldn't be underestimated you can't this this team you can go and spend 500 million pounds and not create a team that's as good as this because like man city I've, I've not won everything since they've had all the money in the world and PSG haven't won everything since they've had all and Chelsea haven't won I don't win everything every, every year so that's the that's the kind of reminder if we've got to like we've got to there's, there's got to be enjoyment from football even if it's not perfect you've actually got to celebrate and enjoy the things because that like you know there's only so many years on Jürgen Klopp's contract and there's only so many years in the tank of all these footballers everyone is finite so Again, it makes me so it, it, honestly like the the pride bubbles up out of me 
being and singing that because it's the most scout. It's just the most scouse thing ever. Yeah. To take that kind of uh, that situation and make, and turn it into something funny, and also something that supports continues to support the team. And what's funny about it as well is that it's actually not true. In that, we, <laughs> the truth is, we all know like every single one of the players in the pitch is at the pay rise, like yeah. big pay rise, yeah. and their agents have got a big lump sum out of it, yeah. and so on and so forth. So it's a bit of a finger the, to the yeah, people kicking what, off that, about it as that's well. What, like, that's what yeah. I was going to say. What it is, and and I also think Klopp loves. He's like us. Like we all love to achieve something. We all love a story. Oh, how amazing is that? That kid started with nothing. Look how big his building fame is now. Nobody likes a Tory. Or, or nobody, you know, when, when, when you see these stories online of this or on the TV, this kid's rich and, 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 and me, me wife watches these programs sometimes. And oh, well, yeah, well, his dad's, does, a, yeah, okay. his, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> his dad's a billionaire or her dad's a billionaire, oh, whatever. No, it's not impressive. So, everything that we do it is, is sort of a mirror image of us as people in the in well, not everyone, but most of us in the it crowd. Resonates with us, doesn't it? Yeah. So, them achieving something with less circumstances than United, Chelsea, and City. And do you know what? Give Chelsea the due, they're the same model as us right now. Well, City and United are pumping all kinds of money in, and when we beat them, it just makes it better. Like, I'm not sure I, Klopp would want it any differently. I yeah. honestly don't. I think he absolutely loves it and thrives off it, and he gets him out of bed in the morning <coughs> going, oof. We're three points ahead of City, under million Grealish, stick it up your ass, come on the Reds. Honestly, yeah. it's like it's like it gets them going. No, it's true, isn't it? I, and I, and again, we said this. I was desperate for City to sign Kane. Fucking desperate. No, yeah, I wasn't there, mate. Because I love the fact that they've had. He's not. Like we said this before. He's not better than Sergio Aguero. Mm. He's not. You can't, you can't, you're not going to score more than 30, around 30 goals. So, you know, I, I thought he would. That's yeah, why yeah, I, yeah, I was worried. I think he's going to get 40. Yeah, yeah. But Which the point is, in January, mate, he gets 40 for then. And regardless, <laughs> but the point is, and because it's City all over, City will outscore you regardless. City are yeah. going to score 100 goals this season, regardless, but you, you, you can't get more points. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a limit, there's a limit to what you can do. And I love the challenge of that. I, I genuinely, and again, it's just something that lights a fire in my belly of going, I want us to play PSG in the I want PSG in the semi-finals of the Champions mm. League. I want I want to go toe to toe with Chelsea and Man City, and I want to do them because everyone expects. Because on paper, you suppose the mo- the most money supposed to win, and the beauty of football is that that's not always the case. More often than not, they they're going to come out on top because the resources are are are, are a thing, and maybe there's something to that in in the coming years that Liverpool need are going to need to enter that next echelon but that also might be the end of the Liverpool that we know and love as a result exactly. of it but, but also I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here it's not like we've got no money Yeah. like didn't we have the biggest wage budget in the league last season or second, second yeah. yeah yeah. it's hardly like yeah. underdog story here is it oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the same time like you know yeah. I mean we are in a really strong position regardless and that's it like if Everton, no, Everton's a bad example because they've got more money than everybody nowadays, <laughs> isn't it? Like, if Burnley were able to do it, like, that's like Leicester winning the league type of stuff, oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, but the difference is we've invested in our players who are here. And that's the thing. Transfers don't always mean success. Like, you know, and it's a flip of the coin sometimes on a transfer. Sometimes it's the manager, sometimes it's the opportunity, it's how they integrated in the squad, it's the system, it's everything else. Look at Mo. Going on to become one of the best players in world football didn't really work out at Chelsea for him. Had a good had a good spell at Roma, kicked it on big time when he came into a system that suited them yeah, was built yeah. around him. And these are all the things like you know when when I look at like 
Harry Kane, I'm like, yeah, he's going to get goals wherever he goes. I look at Lionel Messi and go, well, he's, he's going to be the best player in the world ever, wherever he goes. But does he make PSG better? Mm. That's the question. Yeah. Like, the, the sensible answer is probably with time, yeah, he probably <laughs> does make them better. But it's not a guarantee. Yeah, and also, Liverpool have invested in players that they know are good. Yeah, look, as we've seen it, players injury, the, the, the humans, you can, like, is it Gabamon for Everton who's basically never kicked the ball yeah, for them? For because them, every yeah. time he gets fit, he does his cruciate or whatever. We had this with Danny Ings, who's gone on to be a good Premier League centre forward, could have been absolutely phenomenal for Liverpool, but just you buy someone yeah. and then you get a freak accident can take them out of the out of the equation. There's so many different myriad factors that can get in the way of of, of them being, being what they are. I love it, I do. And I, I think the thing about Liverpool is that we love a good again. We love a good underdog story. And you're right. Liverpool aren't quite the underdogs, but I like the fact that. But we, also we compared are to own. Chelsea and City, we kind of are. Well, exactly. That's the point. <laughs> Liverpool are doing it in the way. In in the they're still doing it. In there's a there's a. It's hard to talk about this when you talk about billionaires doing billionaire things, but it there's a more honourable way to to doing it. You again seeing the growth, seeing the organic growth, seeing the the input on and off the pitch, and what's been happening. It's been a it's been a pleasure. To be involved in it and to be embraced as part of it as well, you know, as, as fans and you know, being cel- and, be, and and having the culture and all that be celebrated around it, it's fucking brilliant. We've been brilliant. built on that as well. I mean, if you look at one of our very first European Cup wins, uh, we beat Rome in Rome. That's unbelievable achievement back in the day. You look at Istanbul, you look at the Barcelona. That's what makes Liverpool Football Club. Look, I know we didn't win the Europa League, but look at the Dortmund game. Oh my God! Like those underdog stories where we shouldn't win and we do is what makes our club. Now we're not there. We're not that team anymore. But still, have, maintaining that sort of us against the world mentality is is is, cl- is clearly something that motivates us. And just to sort to, to of caveat what you said before, I think Ronaldo and Lukaku will be superb signings for their corresponding teams this year. But I think Sancho and Varane might as well have stayed where they were because both of them are going to do nothing for me for a long time because. They're not improving what they've got. Yeah, I mean, look, early but but, but Ronaldo yeah. is. Yeah. I, I'm crediting and sort of you know criticizing at the same time. Yeah. yeah, he will score loads of goals, but I don't see what Sancho brings to them over and they still keep conceding goals yeah. all the time. Well, we'll see. We'll one see. One I, you know what I mean? Yeah. One thing I would say just about the football clubs more than anything is, I think City's owners and Chelsea's owners would much rather them have would have much rather bought Liverpool. Yeah. Oh yeah. If it was available, and Man United, because there's two teams in this league that can be both. Yeah. You know, it's got the culture, it's got the history, and it's got you know biggest football club in England. Genuine arguments for being the biggest football club in England. That we all know where I lie on that. It's Liverpool, of course, because we've won more major trophies than them, um, and we're better right now as well. Which yeah. is which is also a thing when when you're talking about it. But like the others, City, City. Are, for all the trophies, they're never going to be Liverpool or Manchester United. For all the money, they're Ever. never going to be City or Manchester I, United. I remember Paul's always said, and I've agreed with you for a long time, City are going to win that European Cup and go boom. I actually don't think it matters anymore. I think they've kind of come back over the hill. I think they will just always be Man City. And I don't know if we're going to talk about it or not, but I think Pepsi in that now as well. I, I, it's, well, it's an interesting point because I do want to talk. I want to talk a bit about that. I think just actually we had a couple of comments. I mean, first of all, we had Holy Moly who's joined us as a first Holy team member uh, here on YouTube. Uh, if, if you're wondering what the perks are in that, you can get them. They're listed there. I think when you when you sign up. But there's a members only chat that we do uh, on a show post match. It's the fan reaction show, so you can get involved in that, of course, and use the emotes when you're on live streams, which is great. Um, and we had a comment which I will find. 
mind. Uh, we, someone's in there, FSG. Yeah, Graft Gaming said, I'm FSG and we pay less per win than the top eight teams and are challenging. It's brilliant business. Added Thiago Jota to league winning squad and now Canate. Exactly. And I, I, what we say, what Chris said about the, there is no such thing as FSG. The problem is, is that you have this as an online argument. No, FSG, when we say FSG doesn't exist, it's, it doesn't really because it's just... It's more like FSG. It's not. It's a non-issue rather than yeah. it's a FSG. No, there are no FSG fans. Whereas there are people who clearly dislike them. But there's no one who are like, oh, great, aunt. you know what I mean? It's just like it's it's people rise up to yeah. to, to to me. Go, John. Not, yeah, no, no, exactly. Like you mean? <laughs> Thanks, John Henry. You're lovely. Um, yeah. Um, oh, Said Ali with another super chat saying, "Celtic by works. Look at Chelsea with their loan system, mm-hmm. and we are copying that slowly. And if the players are good enough, they will stay. Example, Mount. Yeah, ex- exactly. But Chelsea have been." Chelsea get thought, thought of as being like all the, the mega money team and my god they were very yeah. funny few summers where they spent all kinds but the last five six seven years mm-hmm. they have been a lot more frugal with how they've done them I've got I've got more respect for Chelsea Chelsea have come through that period now where they changed the game and they've moved on They but they've actually They've, they've done it for long enough and they've done it in such a, in a, in a re- more sustainable way. Well, yeah, now they are more sustainable. I think that's fair to say, isn't it? <clears throat> I think what they did is they closed the gap, yeah. went ahead and Before then went, FFP, this, yeah, this is, this is un- unsustainable for the long term. I get the impression that City aren't really asked about sustainability, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah, oh I think they'll just keep spending and spending and spending and, and, and listen, soon enough they'll have that League Cup record, yeah. fair play to them, but they'll still be nowhere near the European Cups. If you're selling drugs from your ice cream van, you're not asked if you sell the best ice cream, are you? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, um, the, um, the, uh, yeah, the thing about me that's interesting, we'll just kind of come on to the weekend stuff and, and, and looking ahead, and Man City in particular. What I think is really interesting for the first time ever I think people have turned on Man City a bit I think your general football fan your neutral even though there's not really such a thing have started to cast a bit of like a they have glances they on Man have. City you, right, obviously we've got the WhatsApp group and, and stuff like that with all the lads and, and the girls who are contributors to Redmen and Sam has been sharing them for like a week now <laughs> haven't you of all the, all the Man City things now ordinarily that stuff I'd show to our Steve Everton fan and he'd be like hmm and this season, he's like, forward them on to me as soon as you get them. And and this is the tide turning because he's now laughing his head off at it because they've been annoying now and they're just, they're just pricks and no one likes them. And before it was like, oh yeah, but I hate Liverpool more and I hate United more and everyone's just gone... Nah, he's just snobheads. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's enjoying it now from from the city it's side. That, that thing of like, the, and the fact that it's a bit of a story, and the fact that Pep, you know, Pep coming out and basically saying, "Do us a favour, turn up on Saturday because we're going to need you." Klopp did this. Klopp did this in the early days, but we're going to need. That was an exhausting week. We're going to need everyone behind us. Get in early, you know. Forget going. You know what I mean? Like almost like don't worry, don't worry about brushing your teeth in the morning. Just get it. Just get straight to ground and get up for it. And we were like, "Fucking a yeah, and we will. Don't you worry, we'll be there." And we were there. And Man City were like. Uh, does he actually realise we sell like ninety five percent of our of our league tickets? We're there, we're there, Pep. What are you talking about? <laughs> Instead of going, yeah, let's go there and give it the all. They're like, because uh, and it's but the because- difference is, Paul. He was talking to a fan base that would go in the game anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. the difference. And he was just going, 
just be there a little bit early, will you, lads? Yeah, be, like, sure yes, yeah, be extra noisy. No, then. No but worries. it's because it's a touchy point. It's a touchy subject for Man City fans. It's like if you get someone highlights something that you know you do wrong, and you're you're extra defensive because you're already, you're ready for the fight. It's like they've been defending themselves about the empty had thing for Listen, years. Stuart Brennan writes articles on it every fucking three months. So oh, Stuart Brennan, sorry, Brennan, sorry, oh, Stuart Brennan writes articles on it. I, I, I'm assuming he still does it. I think I blocked him like a year ago <laughs> or something now. Like, but you know, it, there was an article I saw in the, in the Manchester Evening News from him that was like, when when an opposition fan says this. Here's your reply, and it was like 15 things to say back, yeah, and I was like, "God, wow, the, yeah, the, okay." Here's how you defend the loser. Defend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you've got when you've got Danny Mills and Sinclair going on the radio defending you, and then just talking nonsense, it's dead expensive to go to the game. They can't afford it. It's a Wednesday night. It's sixty odd quid. It's a five, lads, mate. It's 15 quid to go to a Champions League game. They were selling this Wickham tickets for seven pound the other day. Like, great, fantastic. But you've got no excuse to not come. They've been given to. I work in Manchester, and and they give tickets to all the schools in Clayton. We've got an office in Clayton. They give tickets to the schools. The teachers don't go. They can't be asked. I I, <laughs> no I reference cares. it. I reference it uh, wrestling a lot. But there's uh, wrestling over the years. They do this thing where if they're not going to sell out an arena, they go and give it away. So when they record the numbers, it's they go. The total attendance was thirty thousand, nineteen thousand paid. Fair enough, and that's how they and that's how they do it, so that you know you can and so you can get an idea of the financials. Now I think some of that might come after the fact from like accounting and all that, but like City clearly don't clearly don't do that, and I love football football club Liverpool don't do that either. To no. be fair, I, I said a couple of years ago I found out something for the NFL where. It, it, they, they obviously do like um, a league-wide thing where they share the revenues and stuff like that in America, don't yeah, they? Yeah, stuff right, like yeah. that, right? What really interesting is occasionally I pay for Game Pass and you get every game, blah, 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 apart from the ones that are on Sky TV. Um, but what you can get for them is occasionally there'll be a game blacked out that you can't get. And I was like, why is this, right? So the reason is if you don't sell out your ground, they black out your game so you don't get a t- share of the television. Right. So what they do is they give their tickets away so that they get tev- television great. revenues from it. What a really great sort of incentive to be able to go. It's the three pm blackout in England. Great, yep. but you're not getting no television revenues until you sell your ground out first. Yeah. What a boss way to deal yeah. with something we like that. We sell out though, Chris, every single yeah, week. We do. Okay. It's so. So we're the opposite in a sense. I think you, you said that we that we don't publish to say it'd be the opposite. So it would be fifty four thousand whatever hundred sold. 53 attended. Cities is the opposite. And that's that's where this whole notion of, oh, well, we have 95%. Look at the league's nice. It's made. Shut up. Try and get a ticket on our, on, on our game day. Even with no fans flying in, the, the morning of the game, it's impossible. The day before the game, sold out now. Go to City and get six in each block. They're a, they're a small club, and then I don't think they're going to get any bigger. Yeah. I think there's problems there. They might do eventually, but the point is is that, again, they're living with a golden era at the moment. They've got the best manager on the planet, and I, and I would argue that it's Jürgen Klopp. Trophies-wise, yeah. yeah. For, the, for, the, for the sake of arguments, I'm not going to be cheerish about it. Pep Guardiola is as good a manager as you can yeah. get, and they've got him, and they've got some of the best players on the planet, and they've got all the money to go and do it, and they can afford to pay the wages, the top wages to get it, and they can afford to take... They can afford to write failures off very quickly they don't need to worry about your 50 million like Angelino for God's sake like he's good he's a Champions League quality fullback and they've two goes of him they've had now you know and he'll keep going back out and he'll keep going and playing at a Champions League level them, or, I, I probably yeah. mean, but you know again, sold them and then but the point is they just you know they, they can afford to do that they go oh, whatever yeah. we'll, we'll get rid of him for a bit whereas like again 
if we were like Man City, Naby Keita would be nowhere near Liverpool's side. Yeah. You, never, you know, Oxford Chamberlain, you know, with Bobby Firmino has a, a poor season, you probably move him on yeah. and, and all this kind of I stuff. Think about the goalkeepers. I always think this is the best example of it. Liverpool were carriers for four million. You went, fuck, okay, we can't do that again. 65 yeah. on Allison. Yeah. They spent 30 on Claudio Bravo and went, I ah, will just think, think another. F- 40, 40 odd for Emerson. Who knows? Yeah. That, and that's the, Edison, sorry. That's yeah. the difference, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But Liverpool can't, they can't think like that. They can't wear. But what like they've that. done now is that by, in buying Grealish, I think it's drawn more eyes towards them. But, you know, good and bad because people love Jack Grealish, don't they? Um, but also, they're now breaking records. Whereas their argument, their, their CEO or whatever was coming out of, what was coming out a couple of years ago. We going, only buy 65 million players and 10 yeah, of them every yeah. season. Exactly. Well, that's the point. They're going like, <laughs> Liverpool have broken the record for Virgil van Dijk. And they, and they were going. Th- he was basically going. Here's what all our rivals have spent. They've they've spent big. We we haven't done that. And it's like you're right because you've got you've got four fifty million pound fullbacks instead of one seventy million pound fullback or whatever. And to be fair, like apart from Grealish, right? I've actually always kind of admired the players that they do buy mm-hmm. because they're never Europa Mencanos or anything yeah. like that, are they? Like it, this year was the change, wasn't it? Where they were looking at Kane, they were looking at Grealish. Yeah. Like no one thought Ruben Diaz was going to be up there with best centre backs in the league. No, no one thought Laporte or, or anything like that. You know, they've always kind of gone their own way on transfers. Yeah. Whereas Man United just go, oh yeah, you yeah, <laughs> because yeah, it's yeah, fucking blindingly yeah, yeah. obvious. No, no, Whereas City have never kind of well, done no, that. Have it's they? Exactly to the point of like, but it has changed. To bring it back to Footy Manager, it's like Man United search so by, by value, about so value, by, value yeah, yeah. by the <laughs> by the most expensive ones. City at least go into the numbers and work out what the, what it is they're roughly looking for. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it, I, I just it's interesting, it's fascinating, and again, they, they, there's some real big touch points, and the fact that you've got their head of their supporters groups going out on Sky. Bought and basically <laughs> correcting Pep Guardiola over this point, and it's again, it's you touchy. It's like if someone's you know, we've all been there. You do something and you just you just you go on the defensive and you shouldn't. And you should just go. Oh yeah, shit, I'm, shit, I'm dead. So it's like if you ever have an argument with you with your with your missus about like what you don't do in the house, and you go, I do, and then you don't do it, and you get caught not doing it, and you're like, you go like, oh no, I do that all the time. And like I, I make the bed, of course I do, and then you come in and you and you go. Didn't make the bed there. Oh, it'll be fine. I'll get away with it today. And then she comes in. Do you and know goes, what my wife did the other week? She made half the bed. <laughs> fair play. Fair play. That's amazing. That's pettiness on the next level. That. I was dead proud to be do, honest do you know with what? you. I was like, that's glorious. Making yeah. the bed. Let's talk about shit in the bed, right? If City, if City lose, lose the next two or draw one and lose one, they're going to be... Like, let's just say they get beat. I think they'll get beat by Chelsea and then, no, Ennon could happen at Anfield. But they, they could go into the international break. Nine points behind three teams. Not not behind one team, three teams. Yeah. That's game set and match, mate. It's interesting. You know, they've got, they've having just drawn with Southampton, they've got um, Wickham today. <laughs> uh, 45 nil. Yeah. Um, what, what age group? <laughs> <laughs> Wickham under 19 against City. <laughs> They, they travel to Stamford Bridge in the half twelve on Saturday. They've got PSG away um, on the on the following Tuesday, and then us on the, on the Sunday. And then they've got then they host Burnley after that. Um, but okay, they beat City, they beat PSG, they lose what? to us. They beat. Do you what? think they beat Chelsea at Chelsea? Sorry, they beat Chelsea, they beat PSG, they lose to us. 
Cool. But it's what I think the Chelsea thing's interesting and in all this, of course, because and right obviously now, they beat Wickham. While we're, while we're mirroring <laughs> results with Chelsea, and the Echo are writing articles about like what happens if they remain level on on things at the end of the season. Fuck off, the Echo. By the way, uh, give it a, it's a player. Yeah, yeah. I know, no, I know exactly. And the fact that they, 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 we're talking about this like five it's games amazing. of the season needs to get in the bin. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but isn't it mad that like every result's been the same? Not even just like goals by scored. week as well. Week yeah. by week, it's just insane. Yeah, I was fuming when Rudy was scored. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I was, Obviously, they went. Back I mean, we're saying this, but it isn't because they've played more home, they've played more away games than us. So, yeah, to the point. But the um, it's fine. The the thing I think Chelsea being in it helps us as well because I think it's another one of those situations where loads of people like Chelsea because of the London thing as well. So actually, it makes the we start to look like the lesser of all the, the evils. Everyone's drawn eyes to the big name, and because they didn't spend the big money and all that kind of stuff, does help our it does definitely help our case. But I think that's a that's a fascinating run. For City in particular, because you know that they're going to trounce Wickham, and they'll make it, they'll, they'll be able to change heavily for that as well, mm. and still and still do the business. But that the Chelsea thing, would we would, would you rather City win that, or would you rather Chelsea win it? I, I I was always oh I think City need to be Chelsea, but I actually think now I read something off is it Henry Jackson something like that is on Twitter. I forgot what his name is he's a good good lad. Um, he wrote any 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 sensible Liverpool fan should want Chelsea to beat City. We know City can like be a special team and go on a mad run. Like I, I think this is Chelsea. I think this is going to be like this all along. They don't look fantastic, but they get results. You know, you know they're, they're very functional side. I think City could just absolutely destroy fifteen teams in fifteen games. So if if we can put the negatives in them like we did in uh, nineteen twenty, and their just heads are gone, if they get beat by Chelsea or even draw with Chelsea, and then we beat them. They're out of it. They're not catching three teams nine points behind. It's not happening. Yeah, well, uh, th- this is the thing. We've seen this, but we were here this time last year and everyone was writing City. Yeah, off. but they had like two games in hand. No, I know. I know what I mean? I know, it's, it's, but they had no preseason either. Yeah, you know? yeah, So, yeah. like, the, you know, exactly. they, they had a lot of things going against them as well last year and managed to still string it together. I mean, they had no competent challenge either, which is a, which is also yeah. a thing, of course. But I, I don't know. I'm weird. My, my, I'm bullish about this, Chris. I, I, I'm not asked for Chelsea dropping points because I think, if, obviously, we've got to go and be Brentford, but I want a situation where Liverpool are just pulling away from everyone um, but I do I also don't disagree with that notion of be, just k- kill someone off if we can if we can if we can lean towards Man City being killed off as early as possible then yeah it's less it's yeah. less, less stressful I I'm, I'm kind of torn like there's a part of me that wants to draw and, yeah. and then both to lose points there's yeah. a part of me that's like you that just wants one of them out and then make it a two horse race or whatever it's going to be but there's also a part of me that goes, someone, someone's going to need to beat Chelsea. Like, beat them. Like, you know what I mean? Not like, whereas I actually think that it's tough. It's the same with City. Like, they, they draw or they win. They lost to Spurs, didn't they? Yeah, they've lost Yeah, so the first game of the season. But they can come back from that. I think someone needs to dent Chelsea's confidence. And I'm confident that Liverpool can go and beat City. So... Uh, you know, we're three points ahead. When we be, if we beat City, we're six points ahead of them. Like I'm not going to be greedy and say let's be nine. I'd rather City be three behind us and them six behind us. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And and just have a little bit of a buffer to both teams. So yeah. maybe City to win, Chelsea to take that first defeat, st- like really hurt the confidence a little bit, and then us to beat City and go six ahead of them anyway. There's a psychology I think where it doesn't really matter. Because someone's dropping points, and that's the most important thing yeah. at this point. Both. We've just got to yeah. continue to we've, we've just got to continue to win. But I think because of all those little things we've been talking about about Man City, of 
there's a first starting to see the first cracks between the manager and the fan base and all that kind of stuff. And they've obviously spent the money. And now, they, I mean, the immediate reaction I had the radio on um, after our game, uh, it was I think it was Trevor Sinclair on the radio and immediately went because they didn't buy a striker. So you know they've got and they've you know because they didn't spend two hundred million pounds on a centre forward is the reason why they're not they're not they're not kicking on. I like the fact that I'm happy for City to continue to be the problem. Mm. And how do they psychologically pick themselves back up back up again if they are out of it and if Liverpool and Chelsea continue to just chug away and pick up results? Okay. But so, really, for me, it's a, it's a, it is just. A can game. I just yeah, also enjoy. add that if City were to beat Chelsea? City can quite easily beat us. That's the problem. That's what right. I was just going to. So add. we're going to be level with them all. Yeah. Still, after this sort of run of games, can, provided we win all, everything else. So if City beat Chelsea, they're three behind us. If City beat us, they then just go level with us, and we and then if Chelsea win, they just go level with us as well. So yeah, actually, like I, I, I look at Chelsea and and I, and I think to myself, they're a fantastic functioning side, but the goals are. Basically, you got no backup for Lukaku. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 going to be like in the end. I think I think United and Chelsea are going to fall foul of everything. Just funnels through the two strikers, and if if there comes a point where they dry up or they don't score, I think they worry. Like the the whole idea of Chelsea's wingers being amazing is the the numbers are there to see they're not that influential. I think we're, we're, we're their city, which is why I want them out of it as early as possible. And even if that means a draw and a loss or two losses. Is they can lose. De Bruyne hasn't even played this year yet. He's just like he's he's in and out. He's had injury problems, and they still wipe the floor with a few teams. If he gets going and starts performing like he did last year, we've got a problem. Mm-hmm. If he gets going and they're nine points behind three sides or two sides, they've got a real problem because you will see Pep crying every week and oh they're going to win the league and the fans will be like oh why are you being so negative mate and yeah. Gallagher will be on and it'll, it'll be great. Yeah, I mean I'm in the mindset that the title it's a three-way title race and look we've been here before and we've been here with Man City and Chelsea before and Chelsea weren't, weren't quite at that level and they get to December I think and they, they, they drop off a cliff I think they beat City actually in that, in that, in that spell but then they're, they're out of it I I genuinely think it's those three teams so the, the more points that all of those teams lose the kind of Better to be yeah. honest, and then you'd be just bank on Liverpool doing the business. But it might be, it might, it could be funny because it could end up being one of those mad seasons where you draw all the we just keep drawing against each other, and it's where you do the business elsewhere that ends up matter, which is a shame because Man United that could keep Man United very yeah. much in the conversation because I think they're going to beat everyone else. Oh, yeah, don't know how though, watching them, jeez. Yeah, but they've just got they like that, they just like that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. moments, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, um, Ben Pryor with the 449 Super Chat. Welcome back, Ben. Uh, Wickham will eliminate City. You heard it here first. <laughs> Go ahead, hey Ben. I love the fair optimism. play. Love Rarely the to be on the drink, Ben. Yeah, they put a lot of money on that, mate. If I was you, Ben. <laughs> on the aisle at, uh, at half 11 by the way can we just morning. say again quickly on bet the best moments of the game Saturday was Milner absolutely emptying Gallagher and everyone around me going mad that the ref didn't book him because everyone looked on Milner getting booked yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was made up because I didn't yeah oh funny stuff I, uh, so yeah. I got 2 to 1 odds at half time on Mo Salah having 4 plus shots in the game right he'd had 2 on target and I got 2 to 1 odds so I just just stuck a 5 on it like, like, yeah of course I did there you go. he had like 3 shots Score the goal yeah, second half. Like, it book. was just so bland in the other side. Like that's a fucking decent little bet. Like eight to one, Milner like. was. Yeah, yeah. Eight stuff. to one, he was. Oh, you would have thought that was guaranteed. I mean, he should have picked up seven yellow cards yeah. during that game, shouldn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. Master, the master of the dark arts, James Milner. Um, right, brilliant. I enjoyed that. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always good to, to have a little laugh at the misfortune of um, Liverpool's rivals, which is a good thing indeed. Um, I um, oh, hang on, we got one more super chat here. Uh, Sketch uh, this coming. 
Nailed it. Uh, Chelsea will drop points. Uh, I don't think they've been playing better football than Liverpool. I'd much rather City lose three points. Yeah, that's the one thing about it. Is just that lastly on this is that City are a known quantity. We know, as we've said, City could just go and beat now for the rest of the season. They'll be right up there. Chelsea should, but they haven't. They still haven't quite. They, you know, we haven't seen a full season of Thomas Tuchel, so it, it should. It's trending that way, uh, and they're the reigning European champions, which you can't take away from them at all. Um, but yeah, it, there is definitely that, isn't there? You know, knowing that you, City are a, a known threat. If we can get them out of it, then that'd be amazing. But yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see. Who cares? Just let, let them all just drop points and let's just, just we just win every let's game. just win every game. <laughs> yeah, let's just win every game. Agreed. Yes, yeah, boss. Uh, right there you go. That is the podcast. Thank you so much uh, for joining us for this one. If you want more from us, then do check out the RedmenTV.com, our streaming service. Uh, we have got the Reds News Roundup show coming tomorrow. Bit of a deeper dive on all the stories around Liverpool. Uh, the final word if you want to catch up and have a good old chat about the magnificence of Mozart. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, the final word uh, is <laughs> streaming. Two final words. For, uh, final word after every game streaming on redmentv.com. Go and check that out. Uh, yeah. Uh, and if you like what, doing what we do and you just want to support the channel, then yeah, best way to do it is through the website. So yeah, that's amazing. Have a wonderful day. We'll be back with a watch along for Norwich in the League Cup. Uh, do check that out if it's Tuesday, if it's Wednesday. Go back and watch it. Hopefully, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we'll see you all soon. Thanks, lads. Ta-da. In a bit. Bye.